Broadcasting from mondays.pop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, Karen Greenwald, Mark Miller, and our special guest, Gary Stanley, announcing show number 19. <laughs> Don't fuck with me, I'm pissed. Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com. And now, the man who's only recently discovered the joys of mint julep, made with lime Kool-Aid, Carl Franklin. Yeah, that's a little musical masturbation there, Carl. Thank you. Jeff is in a let's criticize everybody and yeah. piss off everybody. Yeah, mode. well, you know, it was the micromanaging of the of the three minute segment into the like hour of editing. Anyway, and we, now our anyway. listeners get to hear him. Yes, shiny yes. happy Jeff is gone. Now angry Jeff is here. Yes, the the normal <laughs> cheerful and and like full of sunshine, right. bright and little uh, Jeffy melodic. sunshine replaced with not getting any Jeff. Yes, replaced with not getting any celibate Jeff. Jeff. Celibate Jeff. Not by choice, I might add. Well, now that we know how you're doing, Jeff, Karen, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. I got um, I got all this really great mail from last week's segment. Yeah. But my favorite, favorite piece of mail came from my ex-husband who wrote, I can't, what's all this stuff about gay marriage? You used to be totally not in favor of gay men getting married. And I was like... Hmm. To women, <laughs> I was not in favor of gay men getting married to women Especially like me. you, yes. To you, like you, to me. Yes, I was definitely against that. <laughs> well, Richard, how are you doing out in Vancouver? You're back in Vancouver, right? You're I'm out of back the... Back in Vancouver. I'm, I'm a little fairy-lagged. That's F-E-R-R-Y. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of gay I was over in Victoria last night uh, doing a talk, and so I had to grab the early ferry back this morning to uh-huh. uh, to get back to work. But I am surviving. How long does that ferry other. take from the mainland? It's an hour and a half each way. Hmm. That's not too bad. That not is, bad. It's just like a real airport, right? you got to line up for an hour to get on. Eh. Well, I appreciate your patience while we were putting these last finishing touches on the bits. We're starting a little bit late tonight, but you know it doesn't matter because the listeners in their car are jogging or doing whatever they do on Monday morning, and they didn't—they don't really care or know. So, well, anyway, Mark, how are you, how are you doing, man? I'm pissed off. <laughs> I like I didn't know that, man. How, <laughs> what are you pissed off about? Well, you know, my wife got me this shirt that says um, uh, "Straight Pride" on it, and you, I mean, you know that I'm, uh, <laughs> you know that I'm kind of pissed off at the gay guys because they got their own fucking parade, and there's right. no parade for you know I've said this before. There's no parade for guys that want to do it with hot lesbians, you know. <laughs> We got no parade. So I, I give, she gives me this shirt, which I love. I think it's great. You know, straight pride. But, you know, the problem with this, this shirt is that uh, illiterate heteros start beating me up, right? Because they, they, they see the word pride and they just start hitting me, right? <laughs> and then, you know, if I like try to, you know, if I find myself like in a gay bar, you know, uh, literate, you know, it turns out those guys are literate and they like all start beating me up. <laughs> so this shirt isn't working out for you, is it? Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's just people are just really pissed off when I, whenever I want to try and express my pride or you know start that parade of mine. So I'm, uh, I'm a little bit pissed off. Hey, did you guys hear about that group of uh, zealots in the South? They get together every year. 
uh, down in, down south, and they stand around in the rain for days and just waiting and waiting and 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 praying, and they pray really intensely for three minutes, and then they just all go home. You ever, have you heard of that? No. What, no. What it's are you talking about? Called here? the Kentucky Derby. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now, now, Carl, I have Sorry. to ask you something. You see, we have a lot of geek listeners. What is the Kentucky Derby? The Kentucky Derby is just what I described, pretty much. They, <laughs> it's a lot of it, it's days and days and days of pre-show and three minutes of race, and then it's over. But it's very cool, actually. You know, the whole the whole thing about the Kentucky Derby is a horse race happens every year in Kentucky at Churchill Downs, and the the thing about the race isn't so much the race itself, but the, the just the anticipation and the backstory of all the different horses and where they came from. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's foreplay. Yeah, uh, played out with horses. If that makes any sense, uh, it really oh. does. If you think about <clears throat> it, yeah, Mark, you can get a pride shirt for that. Horseplay, Catherine the Great. But the official oh. drink, yeah, great. She was, wasn't she? Um, yeah, apparently that was bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> speaking of horseplay. The uh, the official drink of the Kentucky Derby is the mint julep, which is made with a sugar sauce, sort of like a, a syrup, uh, bourbon, and ice, of course, and fresh mint. And, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite drinks. I like it. In fact, you know, I, I teach programming. There was – Russ Festina will tell you about the time that we did a class during the Kentucky Derby, and I actually made mint juleps for the entire class. Oh, that's during pretty lunch. cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Did they learn anything while That's they were half cool. bagged no, they, on bourbon? No, they didn't even know what the Kentucky Derby was. Because, you know, up north, this is like, you know, we like the Red Sox, and everybody knows the Red Sox, but you say Kentucky Derby in Connecticut, and they're like, huh? You know, I, I think the Red Sox are pretty cool, but I'm not really into football. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I've been doing okay this week. Uh, my three-year-old daughter, Clara, is actually sitting here on my lap for a few minutes before she goes to bed. Oh, hey, guys, listen to this. She's been going to a very prestigious nursery school. Check this out. Hey, Clara, what's 109 minus 44? 65. Very good. Very good. (laughs) And what's the capital of Andorra? Andorra. Lavia. Excellente. Wow, Wow, Clara. Wow. Yeah, well, Carl, you're not the only one with a smart kid, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man, my son happens to be quite gifted in the area of brain power. Hmm. Hey, hey, Mini-Me! Mini-Me, yeah, you get over here! <laughs> hey, everybody say hello to Mark Jr. Mm. Hi, Mark. Hey. Mark, this is Clara. Say hi to Clara. Hi, Clara. Hi, Mark. How old are you? None of your business, old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you how old I am. Are you a girl or a boy? I'm a boy. I think you're a girl. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Mark. Mark, what's the cube root of 64? Good, 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 good. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> See, Carl? You're not the only one with a smart kid. Oh, come on, man. What are you talking about? He just said, ah, four times. He yeah, and that. that's the cube root of 64, isn't it? Four. All right, well, okay, Clara. What Roman emperor in the year... 325 created the first ecumenical council of the church. Huh? Um. Remember? He brought forth the Nicene Creed, affirming the doctrine of consubstantiality. Constantine? Correct! (laughs) (laughs) Pulling out the history questions, eh, Carl? All right, we can hang. All right, Mark? Uh, What were Caesar's last words just before he got stabbed by Brutus? 
Anybody got some ice cream? <laughs> my face. Okay. Yes. Good job, Mark. That is correct. Nice try, Mark. But you're wrong. Actually, I saw something about this on the History Channel last night, and there was this great debate over Caesar's last words, and that he could have, in fact, requested ice cream on his deathbed. Oh, come on! Ice cream wasn't even invented. Carl, back are you then. doubting the ingenuity of the Romans? They invented a hamburger and stadium <laughs> entertainment for Christ's sakes. Do you really think ice cream was out of their grasp? I mean, if somebody was stabbing you, what would you oh, want? Of course on, you'd man. want ice cream and maybe a Band-Aid, but you'd want ice cream first. All right, first. fine. All right, well, listen to this. Clara, define the word pancosmism. The very fact the material universe is all there is. Yes! Oh, <laughs> oh Carl. All right, fine. Well, all right, Mark, I want you to define the word deprecated and use it in a sentence well well what you didn't hear that <laughs> well i heard him give you a raspberry <laughs> don't tell me you even think there's an answer in hey, that jeff man. you recorded that right y- yeah i record everything mark okay play it back for carl yeah ch- hang on jeff can you slow it down a little bit when you play it back so carl yeah, can all right hang on a sec gotta be kidding me <laughs> man it's in there it's in there you just have to find it All right, Mark, I think you're full of crap, but I'm going to look in this thing anyway and do a little frequency analysis and what the... What is it, man? There's another signal in here. Is that That sounds backwards, man. (laughs) Gee, you think? Let me reverse it. I am the god of hellfire. I will answer your silly question, but remember that first your soul is mine for the taking. Deprecated. To desire the removal of, to seek deliverance from. As in, Carl has just deprecated in his past. <laughs> Let's get this party started. Guess we settled that uh, little conflict, eh, Carl? I guess so. Well, now it's time for Karen Greenwald to tell us all about what's on her mind this week with her segment called Girl. (laughs) How you doing, Karen? I'm good. What's on your mind? Here's what's on my mind. Um, Carl, you know, but probably nobody else does that for the past like year and a half I've been involved in like a really bad relationship with my house (laughs) (laughs) and I just I I don't know I've been like on the verge of breakup because you know when I was young and people would say like where do you see yourself in 20 years I never thought in a center hall colonial in Connecticut (laughs) so I've had this kind of like house promiscuity for the past year and a half Because, I mean, I love my house, right? But I'm not in love with my house. Because <laughs> passion starts to wane and you notice flaws. <laughs> you know, oh, the cabinets are cheap and there's no sidewalk. <laughs> and I casually, I start to notice other things. Like, you know, real estate magazines start to look good. <laughs> I find myself lingering by house for sale signs. <laughs> and, you know, just because you love your house doesn't mean that you're not looking. <laughs> you maybe try to find like a slinky little city apartment on the side, a rugged mountain ca- cabin, or some little something something on the water, you know. 
a girl starts to wonder. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, my house totally knew that something was up because it started getting all passive aggressive. I got a water leak. (laughs) Molding came off in my hand. I I can't blame my house. I was bad mouthing it. Humiliating for my house, you know, and I totally tried to make it work. I tried kitchen (laughs) renovation to save our relationship. It made things worse. You have to love your house. You can't change your house. It was awful. I found myself like pouring over kitchen design magazines and lusting after sub-zero fridges and granite countertops. It was like kitchen porn. (laughs) For a whole time this winter... I totally thought it was unsalvageable, and I was going to go into a full-blown affair, and I'd have to, you know, try to get custody of the kids and the window treatments. (laughs) But I'm going to totally drop it. I am now honoring my commitment to my house. You know, that's good. When I first moved, yeah, it's I'm your neighbor, (laughs) and I have a pool. (laughs) I used to, I put in a lot of effort when I first moved in. I'm realizing, right? I painted the rooms, I put up crown molding, but after a couple of years, I started to let it go. So it's time for me to put more time into my relationship with my house and be Mm. a little more attentive and make it work. I'm going to enter like a covenant relationship with my house. Mm. And that's the end of that story. That's what's on my mind this week. Very good. Very good. Awesome. All right. Well, now that that Karen's over with her, like, sort of quasi-sexual kind of erotic house story, (laughs) um, so I've got got a real quick story, just another brief eBay rant. You see, I've been been looking at stuff on eBay, and, you know, I do a lot of purchasing of things on eBay because, you know, I like to try to fill the gaping void in my life with toys, right? (laughs) Yikes. uh, Does that hurt? Uh, it, it, well, it doesn't so much hurt as not really work. Um, but so, you know, hole I've been too gaping. Yes. Wrong it's, gaping. The, hole is, the hole is too gaping. Um, and so I really appreciate Richard's toy boy segment. So, uh, you know, we were talking about digital cameras and I finally got out and, uh, decided I was going to buy myself a Sigma SD10 digital camera, right? Don't nice. need to get into details. It's one of the few ones that doesn't use a Bayer pattern sensor grid. I'll drop a link for that. I'm not going to get into it on the show. Um, the... <laughs> The cool thing about this camera is they're kind of dropping in price on eBay because, you know, there are higher, you know, newer blah, 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 right? So I find one, I buy it, and somehow I have this uncanny ability to find the only sellers on eBay who don't take PayPal. So Ah. I PayPal the guy, like the deposit, and then he wants me to mail some other guy a money order for the item. Now, he's got really good feedback, and I found out he was consigning the item, blah, 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 right? Okay. So I need some other things with this camera. I need a monopod and a compact flash reader. And so I order those, get the absolute slowest, cheapest, crappiest shipping shipping that I can on those other items. So they'll come when I get my camera, right? (laughs) They came today, and my camera isn't – my payment hasn't even arrived. So I've got like a monopod – Huh. And a compact flash card reader and no camera. And it, it's it's like that horrible story where the guy who cuts off his hair so that he can buy the other person the gift of the, the magic vibrator or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember the story. <laughs> and then, anyway. and then the other person she- got a sex change so they could afford <laughs> to give him some like hair cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I read that story. Yeah, yeah. That was in Maxim or, or FHM or something, right? <laughs> Maxim. What kind of camera is this, Jeff? It's a it's a digital signal single lens reflex camera. Is it for normal people or like you? Uh, it's not a it's not a point and shoot camera, although you can use it as such. But it's more for sort of photo geeks. 
And, right. you know, what I'm hoping is that it'll get me outside to take photos of actual things that yeah. occur in the real world. I can see that <laughs> happening. Yeah. Because, A camera you know, will do that. Yeah. I really liked photography <laughs> years ago. And uh, <laughs> I will find cool things to take pictures of and maybe occasionally breathe in oxygen as a result. So. <laughs> okay. And now it's time for Mark Miller to lay on us this week's list of people that are dumber than me. That's right. People dumber than me. These are people in the news, making the news, doing things that make you feel better about yourself. Hey, Mark. Thanks, Carl. Story number one. Dumb guy gets a job. After a fight with his wife in the summer of 2003, Mr. Nabiula left his wife and two young children in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh to look for work. But instead of getting employed, Mr. Nabiula decided, ah, what the heck, I think I'll get myself castroided and join that happy bunch of dancing eunuchs. <laughs> uh, because, as you know, Carl, earning money by singing and dancing is a common form of employment among Indians, among India's ostracized community of eunuchs. Mm. I was always fond of singing and dancing, but felt suffocated in my body as a man, Nabiula is quoted as saying. When Nabiola returned home wearing garish red lipstick late last month, his wife asked, what's new? That's when, <laughs> that's when Nabiola opened his trench coat, revealing to his wife that which once was and is no longer. Oh, oh, oh. That's a bad day. Nabiola's wife now wants a divorce. You think? Oddly enough. Gosh. I you are not the person I married. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I get that, Karen. <laughs> Anyway, his wife said, I cannot live with this eunuch and subject myself and my children to social ridicule. Ah, that's what it's all now, about. Now, Carl, apparently go. in India, freaky dancing lipstick wearing eunuchs don't get the same respect and admiration that they get here in the States. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Ballop and lipstick wearing freaky singing and dancing eunuch flasher man, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> Story number two finger food is all the rage. A man who ordered a pint of chocolate custard in a dessert shop in the U.S. got more than he asked for. A piece of severed finger lost by an employee in an accident. Oh. Unlike a recent incident at Wendy's restaurant in California, which investigators now claim was a hoax, there are no doubts that have been raised about the finger served up at Cole's Frozen Custard. Officials from the North Carolina Departments of Agriculture and Labor went to the shop in Wilmington on Monday, and the owner confirmed one of his employees lost part of a finger during an argument with an electronic food processor. <laughs> it was not immediately clear how the severed finger got into the custard. Mr. Stowers told authorities, I thought it was candy because they put candy in your ice cream to make it a treat. So I said, okay, well, I'll just put it in my mouth and get the ice cream off of it and see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed it around a bit with my tongue. It didn't taste very sweet. I bit oh. into it, but it didn't taste oh. like any candy I've had before. Oh, God, I'm sick. <laughs> this is uh, clearly, Mark, a case of copycat finger chopping. <laughs> Stower said he spat the object out, but still couldn't identify it. So he went to his kitchen, rinsed it off with water, and, quote, just started screaming. Unquote. <laughs> Oh, I love this guy. <laughs> so, Mr. Stowers, you finger-tasting, tongue-licking, ice cream cleaty. I'm sorry, man. I gotta try this one more time. <laughs> so, Mr. Stowers, you finger-tasting, tongue-licking, ice cream-eating, Hannibal Lecter custard sucker. You, sir, are dumber than me. <laughs> 
Story number three. Oh, God. Dumb guy gets a companion. A man armed with a knife has stolen a life-size inflatable doll from a Moscow sex shop. The man in his 40s burst into the shop and threatened the clerk before making off with the doll and some sexy lingerie. <laughs> the owner of the shop, located opposite Gorky Park, estimated the value of the stolen goods is at $387. $387. You know, the Russian economy can't be that bad. 387 for a blow-up doll and some lingerie, man. <laughs> a composite sketch was distributed to police and a search for the suspect is underway. Now, we actually have that com- composite sketch at shrinkster.com. Go out to shrinkster.com slash 54C, 54Charlie. You can see that composite sketch. It was drawn up by police. (laughs) (laughs) After creating a composite sketch of the doll, police decided it might be beneficial while they had the police artist on hand to also create a composite sketch of the criminal. And we have that at uh, shrinkster.com slash 54D. Oh, God. Shrinkster.com slash 54D. This is what the guy looked like. <laughs> I will get you, sucker. If any of you know this guy, you've seen him. Please alert authorities. <laughs> He's got that really sort of deviant look in his eyes, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, th- I think I, there's something about this rings a bell. I've seen this guy before. So, Mr. Knife-wielding, lingerie-lifting, love-doll-stealing, horny guy, you, sir, are dumber than me. <laughs> and finally, story number four, Big Wedgie Foils Dumb Guy. <laughs> At five foot four and 235 pounds, Jose Francisco Martinez is not exactly the slimmest guy in town. But the 19-year-old man must have been living in denial because he clearly overestimated the, his girth during a home burglary last week. According to police, Martinez targeted a home whose inhabitants were away on vacation. His first attempt to gain entry went th- were through the doors and windows, but it turned out that the owners locked those before leaving. But would a locked door or window stop this brainless burglar with a bulging buttocks? No, no, I say. <laughs> so instead of breaking the window or picking the lock like any self-respecting thief would do, Martinez decided to try his luck with the chimney. <laughs> he reportedly climbed a ladder to gain access to the roof, attached a cable to the chimney, and then gingerly lowered himself into the dark hole below. But Mr. Martinez probably wouldn't, shouldn't have eaten all those Krispy Kremes earlier in the day, as the burglars <laughs> in training soon found himself permanently wedged into the chimney. Oh, no. That's bad. That's bad. Realizing, perhaps for the yeah. first time, that he was, in fact, a fat guy, and f- that... And that freeing himself from this predicament was now out of the question, Martinez started to scream, <laughs> hoping to attract the attention of passersby. Uh. Neighborhood kids did, in fact, hear Martinez screams, and soon a sizable crowd of children gathered in back of the house. <laughs> The kids, no doubt sensing an opportunity of a lifetime, reportedly created an impromptu game of basketball and proceeded to throw rocks into the chimney for points. <laughs> One neighborhood kid said, it was really cool. Whenever we'd score a point, the guy would swear at us for like five minutes. <laughs> We'd be all quiet and pretend that we weren't there. Then he'd calm down and ask for help again. That's when we started up with more rocks from the garden. (laughs) Eventually, one of the kids' parents realized something was amiss and contacted the Placer County Sheriff's Office. Deputies and members of the fire department dismantled almost the entire chimney to free Martinez, causing nearly $20,000 worth of damage in the process. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so, Man. Mr. Martinez, you door knocking, window peeking, ladder climbing, chimney stuffing, donate eating, thiefing, training. <laughs> you might as well paint a big fat red and white target on your ass because you, sir, are dumber than me. <laughs> He, he should have just stayed in until he lost weight, like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, there you go. Unless it would have been really bad if they lit a fire, though. No. <laughs> Santa Claus is still in the chimney from last Christmas. Uh, uh, <laughs> got another one, Mark? Funny. Funny. No, that's it, man. That was it. You know, I read a, a, a further bit on the story about the guy with the finger in the custard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That apparently, once he discovered the finger, he brought it back to the store. And, I mean, the guy really did lose a finger, right? He was yep. in surgery, and the doctors wanted the finger found so they could reattach it, and the guy refused to give it up. Yeah, he wants to see a lawyer, man. Yeah, he wants to keep it. He so I'm cash. thinking the guy who sucked on the finger is going to end up being sued by the guy who lost it. <laughs> well, I wonder if the guy who broke into the, who climbed down the chimney is going to sue the the uh, owners of the house for having uh, a chimney that... Wasn't handicapped accessible. Wasn't handicapped accessible, exactly. <laughs> And so, Karen, you've got a new bit you're doing on Mondays, right? I do, Carl. I thought I'd do an educational segment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it, is it geeky? It's a little geeky. Is it freaky? It's a little freaky. All right. Well, <laughs> here we go. Karen's list of definitions. Half duplex. Trackball. Buffer overflow. AGP slot. Firewire Packet Sniffer Og Vorbis I don't know what you're selling, but I want some. <laughs> totally awesome. I need some of that. Oh, so, Jeff, man. how you doing, man? What's it been now? Your girlfriend's been away for, what, 30 days now? Screw you. I hope you die. How you doing, man? <laughs> and it's toy time. With Richard Campbell. Richard the Toy Boy with a special guest this week, Gary Stanley. Hi, guys. Hey, man. Gary, you are the guy, man. You've been feeding us crazy websites for like a year and a half now. And uh, we thought. Already. Yeah, we thought we'd we'd, uh, actually have you on. I'm just glad. I'm thrilled you're here. You know, you've been taking all my work from me. I used to have to really go out and comb toys. Now it's more just triaging the endless list that comes from you. Gary, where are you from? I'm trying my best. Um, I'm from Batley in West Yorkshire in the UK. So are you like really bored there? Or I mean, how do you come up with it? How are you so prolific in finding these really strange websites? Mostly down to good luck and having found a range of websites that already do the same kind of job and list various geek toys and weird crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got about a, about maybe 16 source sites that I generally draw most of my stuff from. and uh, But I bet uh, several of those source sites I've gotten through you that you send me a link and I'm like, what is this weird place? Absolutely. Well, what do you guys got on tap for us today? Well... I thought I'd lead off with one I think we're going to need sometime soon because it's really it's a device for crowd dispersal. <laughs> okay. Shrinkster.com slash 54G is in golf. Defense Industry Daily, one of my favorite toy sites. 
brings to us, for a mere $7.5 million, the Directed Energy ADS-2 Riot Breaker. (laughs) So here's the concept. The photograph shows a Hummer with a big dish on top, a big octagonal dish. And the way this thing works, I've, I've seen it before, is it's a very high microwave frequency transmitter, much higher than your regular microwave oven. But it doesn't penetrate skin particularly well. What it does do is it fires off all your nerve endings. So basically, you feel like you're on fire when Ow. you're in this thing's beam. But it does no actual damage to you. Kind of like uh, caspation, that, the stuff that's in hot peppers, right? Yeah, except that that actually will they'll do damage to tissue. This thing, the moment the beam is turned off or you step out of it, it goes away. Huh. So, I mean, incredibly painful when it's in scrutiny and as soon as it's off. You know, this actually reminds me of a girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, the idea behind this is the that the Americans have developed a technology that allows them to project pain at a distance so they don't have to get too close to you, but it won't actually kill you. It's called George Bush. Oh, it won't actually kill you. It'll just feel like won't it. Won't actually kill you. Just want you wish you and make once you wish you were dead. Once he's removed, the pain immediately ends. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so it was a stretch. Sorry. Gary, I love sharing the stage with you, man. You do one. Cool. Okay. Well, for any of you that have already purchased similar gadgets to this one, the link is shrinks dot com slash five four h. Five four H, yeah, H for hotel. Okay. Wow. Cupcake. Awesome. What is this? No more living in cupcake tyranny. You're free to wow. house your cupcakes individually now. Oh, that's what that is. Good Put lord. Put that in your lunchbox right next to your banana protector, and you've got a matching set. <laughs> Take it out in your SUV down the street, twenty feet to the park, where you can right. open it up and enjoy it. But the genius of this is the little tabs inside that hold the cake down so your frosting doesn't get smooshed. <laughs> Even if bounced, jiggled, or turned upside down. Some real clever minds at work on this stuff. Oh, wow. The picture on the right, they've got like five of these upside down, and yet they're still, the frosting is still perfect. Now, I have a question, though. How do they know how high your cake goes as opposed well, to where your frosting goes? Yeah, there are standards here, not Karen. Really. I mean, talking about ISO specifications for cupcakes. Come on. No, yeah, no, no. We're not some sort of backwards country, Guys, all right? how many of you make cupcakes? I've made cupcakes. Yeah? I've made cupcakes. How many cupcakes. of you make them regularly? Let me tell you, sometimes they're big and sometimes they're not so big. Well, Karen, will you get off of this size issue again, okay? I'm going to have to go back to therapy. <laughs> size matters, Miller. Out. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm so sorry to tell you, but it does matter. It's all about size. That's not what my therapist says. He says it's okay to be who you are. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not okay to be and, who you are. And will these work with muffins, too? Because muffins oh, that's are... crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, now you're just getting out of control, oh, man. Carl. Calm down, Franklin, man. take a deep breath. <laughs> Carl, I'm trying to work out an issue here, all right? <laughs> you... all right. Stop changing the subject to muffins. <laughs> all right. I better move on to a toy here. In a quick diversion to the right... Shrinkster.com slash 54J is in Juliet. One of my favorite toys of this week. And another fine link by my friend Gary Stanley. The Versa Laser. <gasps> now, you've heard of laser printers, right? Yeah. Wow. But we're talking real lasers this time. We're talking about a serious laser. Click on the specifications. You're talking about 10 and 25 watt 
carbon dioxide Ooh. laser printers. Wow. This thing cuts stuff up. We're not just talking about putting print on paper. We're talking about carving metal. <gasps> Cause wow. So that will take an image from the computer screen and then put it on whatever substance you want it to? Whatever substance you want. Even Wood, a cupcake? Leather, small dogs, <laughs> you name it. It's going to cut it right Rubber. into it. Wow. Richard, you can get the, the high-powered one up to 50 watts. 50 watts. That's so if you actually need to much. punch holes right through that poodle, no problem. <laughs> what would 50, would wow. 50 watts... Like what's that going to go through? Fifty watts. Well, actually, the funny thing about lasers: the longer they were, the longer they burn, the deeper they're going to cut, right? But a fifty watt would able to be cut fairly fast through uh, through most materials. Hey, man, so I saw gonna... the core. Don't try to pull that stuff on me, man. <laughs> oh God, you saw the core. I'm sorry. Ay ay ay. But the VL three hundred, the big model, that's a two foot by one foot bed. That's quite large with a fifty watt laser. Now nah, you're talking Richard? some fun. Richard, I, I'm trying to see if I'm on the site. What is is it extra for the dog feeding tray? The little feeding tray for the dog, <laughs> or is that included? Can you turn it down if you don't want to cut into something quite so thick? And it looks like you actually can. Yeah, I you, think you yeah. can. I've seen ads for this actually, where they show etched material. Yeah, they. Yeah. they I went through the PDFs. You know, these things are actually less than ten thousand dollars. They have a shopping cart. I totally. Oh yeah, want you can one. buy one online. Knock yourself out. The cheapest unit's eight thousand bucks. Go crazy. Oh, my God. It's only 80 pounds, too. It would- yeah. What I love is the idea that you just feed paper into it, and you get back your printed page, except it's burn the words through the paper. Please put your poodle on the feeding tray. <laughs> <laughs> I will destroy it. Gary, up for another one? Well, continuing on a similar vein to the last one, the next link is shrinks.com slash 54K. Medgadget. What's that? The perfect way to incinerate your used syringe needles. Disintegrator Plus. The disintegrator. I need to own more devices called disintegrators. Yeah. This is a portable disintegrator. Yeah. We, we, the, problem, the only problem with this product is it's too small. It'll only vaporize needles. You know? Not puppies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's a puppy loading tray that you can get for this, though. <laughs> So, what happens, though, to the hazardous waste? Does it become gaseous and go out in the air? No, it becomes a small BB-shaped ball. And then you can load it into your BB gun and fire you used needles at people at rapid velocities. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> he was great, killed man. by a, I a needle. I want to, yes, just stick your finger here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I promise it won't hurt. Not for long, anyway. And it runs from rechargeable batteries, so you can take it anywhere. Ah, yes. Portable disintegrator. It utilizes wow. a unique plasma arc to melt the needle at a temperature of only over 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. How big is the hole? <laughs> yeah. That's that's the question of the day right there. How big is the hole? How I don't know, Karen. Is how big hole? is the hole? It's uh, it, how. What can it disintegrate is my real question. Like, what could you stick in there? I think it's pretty much uh, needle-sized. So- yeah. It's designed to, to slag needles, so... You said size didn't matter. Toothpick, maybe? <laughs> toothpicks? Yeah. Yeah, Burn toothpicks, up a toothpick. But could you put in, like, you know, I don't know, a marker? You probably couldn't get a pencil in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably maybe. wouldn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because, you know, okay, I got it. I'm just thinking of the whole, but you're thinking just of the... Yeah, just the oh. needle part. <laughs> okay. Just the hazardous part. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. I've got an oddball one for you here. It's a little distressing to me, actually, until you really read into it and you get a full picture of what we're talking about here. Oh, dear. Have you ever been to the site, How Stuff Works? Um, I mean, it's really kind of cool site. I, I send so. kids to it all oh, the time no. because it has really good explanations of how things work. I think Detailed I know what you're pictures getting into. And all that kind of good stuff, right? Please, no. Please, please, no. <laughs> you won't believe it. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, no. There we go. Shrinkster.com slash five four L. L is in Lima. I was going to give you this link, you know. <laughs> I know. I couldn't let it go. It's just too nice. It's how stuff works, how lightsabers work. Oh, no. <laughs> That's wow. right. Detailed explanation of exactly how a lightsaber works. Now, do you have to hold it angry like uh, this guy in the picture is? Well, you actually have lots of choices. If you take a look and get down to the bottom of the page there, they have the different sections on what's in the handle and so forth. But I would say jump to the section using your lightsaber around the home. <laughs> this is sort of the best bit. And some fine photos demonstrating effective uses of lightsabers, wow. like bagel slicing or hedge trimming. Excellent. And if you move on to the next page, there's a next page link right there. <laughs> you get into a collection of my favorite unobvious uses, like cutting PVC piping or reheating your coffee. <laughs> Lighting a cigarette. <laughs> can you really build a lightsaber? Yes, Karen. You can really build a lightsaber. No, not me, but somebody. Yes, you can really build a lightsaber, and that's why the entire world has plunged into anarchy as people have been able to plunge through the walls of Fort Knox with their plasma-heated things. Yes, Karen, lightsabers are real. Yes, Virginia. Awesome. I want to totally get one then. Well, if you click on the power cell link, that'll lead you to sort of the detailed diagram of how a lightsaber is put together. So pop down to Home Depot with this picture and uh, just order up the parts. Seriously? Yeah. Absolutely. Seriously. Jeff, yeah. don't, I'm totally... You're going to have to... When it gets to the part on the activation matrix, talk to the electrician guys about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm Richard, not naive. I... Fort Knox obviously is lightsaber proof. Oh, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> You know, Richard, I, I always thought smoking was bad, but after seeing the picture of the guy lighting up his cigarette with a lightsaber, I'm actually thinking about, you know, you know, trying something. Time to take it out. Let's try to start up, I think. Do you have a light? There you go. How cool can you be, man? Excuse me, I'm going to take you, Sith, out in a moment after I enjoy my cool. So my, my son's birthday was this past week, and so they were doing the pinata. So I blindfold them all, and they've got their stick, and they're all going, use the force! Use the force! You'll get it! Use the force! Hysterical. Uh, sign of the times. All right, Gary, back to you. Okay. Well, continuing the lightsabery theme, the next link is shrinkster.com slash five Four M, M for mother. Modern contemporary design. Moco loco. Moco loco. What is it? What is it? It's it's a sleep chamber. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It's photographs. a laser chandelier. <gasps> now is that real? Yeah. This is real. Yes, yes, Virginia. This is real. Huh. That's pretty cool. It's very cool. I mean, you know. Firing a laser into a crystal so that it creates an array around itself. Just don't look anywhere. That looks like the crystal. You know, yeah, you well, get one of those in your eyes and 
well, my eye. And, and all of a sudden, your vision problems are fixed. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, if you're very lucky, Karen. Either that or you, your <laughs> hemorrhoids are gone. Wow. If you scroll down further into this picture set, there's a section there where the guy hung a ball uh, of styrofoam and then shot it with a laser so that it yeah. shrunk. It's got sort of a, a morphic sort of brain-like texture to it. It's very odd. I like the next one down, or actually, sorry, two down, which is a lamp that works using the conductive properties of graphite. So you have to draw a line from two points on this piece of paper to turn the light on and erase the connection to turn it off. (laughs) I like it. It's for the real artists. Only real artists have these kinds of lights. I kind of want to build one of those now. All right. So when the guy like has to prepare food, he's got to draw a picture of flame on the stove or something like that. <laughs> Harold in the purple crayon. Yeah. Right. All Taking right. a sideways turn from the lightsaber and the other laser effects into other weaponry you really shouldn't have. Shrinkster.com slash five four N is in November. This guy built. A 110,000-volt taser cannon. Whoa! Because 105,000 just wasn't enough. Wasn't going (laughs) to cut it. So the basic concept here is it's a pneumatic gun that fires a very, very fine wire at you with a little aluminum sabot at the end. Whatever it hits, it then dumps 15,000 amps of power down that wire, instantly vaporizing the wire and whatever the wire hit. Wow. A personal favorite, this one. Now, think about combining this with that Think Geek gizmo where it shoots little plastic discs at you when you walk in front of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keeping people out of your office for sure. <laughs> and the rack of capacitors is really astounding. Yeah, there's an eight-foot stack of capacitors, and apparently they're building a bigger bank so they can get 50 feet out of it instead of only 35. See, now, you know this isn't a Japanese taser, because if it was a Japanese taser, those capacitors would fit in a cigarette pack. (laughs) And have Hello Kitty on them. That's right. All right, Gary, back to you. Okay, another toy, which is definitely a piece of inspired design. (laughs) Shrinkster.com slash five flap. Wow. Well, you got to say that again. Yeah, you completely cut out there. Wow, that was cool. You got to whack, wow. It's like you got whacked with a duck wand. <laughs> oh no, he's been hit with the duck wand. Quick! <laughs> they have those over there in England, right? Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Voice over he, IP uh, jewelry. He's there, back. Right. Part of the new nonviolent approach the police are taking. They've got duck wands. Sure, <laughs> 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 oh, that's not off the list of names I've been called this week. <laughs> duck wand whacker. All right, Recipient. you got to read the link again. He's more of a duck wand wacky. Yeah, <laughs> wacky duck wand. <laughs> okay, the next one is shrinkster.com slash five four. The duck is back. Oh my god. Can I say it in English, man? <laughs> you know, you've got Gary, you've got a really fucked up accent, man. Can I say that? <laughs> You know, I don't know what way it is with you English people over there, but you have to, like, you know, pick a different animal, maybe. 
<laughs> Congratulations, Gary. You've said the secret word. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, man. One more time. Okay. Shrinkster.com slash five four. <laughs> it must be. It must be the pauses. It's just the pauses. Five four zero. Oh. Okay, Archie McPhee, bacon strip adhesive bandages. What is this? Wrapping paper too. Band aids that look like bacon. That's wrong. Cur- like you've been hit by a taser and you need a little boo boo covered up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you look like a piece of bacon? Now you can put one on. See, this isn't going to work when the zombies attack, man, because they're going to go right for that bacon. You are bacon to the zombies. They're going to go That's right what you for look that wound, like. man. They're going to be opening that baby up, man. If you don't put real bacon on, you are dead. You're a zombie. You need your meat shield. That's right, man. Meat now- shield, man. I'm patenting that baby. When the zombies attack, you all be paying me for the meat shield. Now, can kosher people use these or not so much? <laughs> uh, no, it's not real ban. It's not real bacon, right? It's not bacon like- isn't even no, cooked either, right man. <laughs> it's a band aid that looks like bacon. Okay, you want to see something real? You want to see something sick? Okay. I got something sick for you. Oh, yeah. I got sick USB toys for you. I told you I'd never do another USB drive ever again, but this one's not Japanese, and it's so sick. It's so sick we had to have it. All right. Shrinkster.com, 5-4, P is in Papa. Oh, my God. It's the Barbie USB drive. <laughs> he up. embedded a USB key in a Barbie, so all you have to do is pull her head off. Oh. And cram her neck into your oh, computer. God. <laughs> For the misogynist in everybody. That's so <laughs> fucked up. And what that does she do? That's right. She's technology for the, <laughs> for the misogynist mind. That is fucked up. <laughs> wow. I'm just amazed at what people can do with can USB drives. Can you dress the Barbie like your mother? Because clearly that's the kind of person <laughs> who would need to do this. No, the girl that stood me up at the prom. Right. Crazy Norman Bates fucked up shit. <laughs> hey, wait, I want to see if that URL still available. The one that Karen just said. <laughs> Dot com. Norman Bates fucked up shit. Oh, it's taken. Well, I'd like to thank everybody who helped out with Mondays this week. Jeff Maciolik, the surly sound guy. Karen Greenwald, Richard Campbell, Mark Miller, and special guest Gary Stanley. Gary, thanks. Hey, everybody. Love each other, but you know the rest of